Good morning, guys. Um, today is going to be a good one. I opened my news feed and on Facebook, and it says um, the past. And I seen a picture of my aunt and her comments of four years ago. Her doing a plate lunch deals for um, money to make to send her boys to football camp. And it made me think. What moms do, parents do, to sacrifice to make our kids' dreams come true. I look up to her like a mother, like a friend, my angel, I guess you could say. Sorry, I'm going to cry through this whole thing. Um, she was there for me when no one else was. I remember cruising around in her little ghetto-fied car. When you lean on the door, they open. So we definitely had seatbelts on. <laughs> and we had a little saying that we rode around in her car because there's no system in her car, just the tuning radio. Her three boys, me, my older sister Jessica, and my little brother Jake cruising in her car and it's we our song was Hoopty Car and it was the funniest song in the whole wide world. We would go to her house after school, hang out with the boys. Do you know what she had in her fridge? Gallon of milk in her cupboards, ramen noodles, eggs always canned tuna canned chicken and spam that's it single mom of three boys those kids were fed they didn't complain about what food was on the table they were fed when she moved to St. George. I was devastated. Where was I gonna go? As a young child, that was our security. Knowing where we were gonna go after school. Growing up, I had some trials in my life. A lot. Um... As a single mother, like her, I always called her, always. One incident, I called her at two in the morning, over and over again. She didn't answer, I was afraid to leave a message. And I hoped, and I prayed, please just answer. One more time, I'll stop bugging you. I called her one more time. Uncle answered and goes, Honey, what's wrong? I go, I just need my aunt, please. 
He goes, hold on, she's sleeping, let me get her. I wait, and I hear, honey, oh honey. <laughs> Sorry. And I say, auntie, and I just start crying. And she goes, honey, it's gonna be okay. Just tell me. So I tell her my situation. It was great. A lot of people don't know this situation. It's gonna come out. It's my great deep secret. But it's gonna come out, so I might as well do it now. I tell her, I'm pregnant. Knowing a single mom of three little girls, I can't do this again. Devastated. And she goes, honey, everything will work out. I said, I, I can give up this child. I can, because I have no feelings with the dad. I'm okay giving up this child. And she goes, you're very strong. You can do this. Heavenly Father knows what you're going through, and he knows what he's doing. And I go, my parents are going to kill me. But I can do this. I can give up a child. Knowing deep down, probably couldn't. But at that time, I was talking myself into it. She goes that night, well, three in the morning by then. She goes, like I said, Heavenly Father knows what he's doing. You're strong. I know you can do what you need to do. I love you. Be strong. And I said, thank you, Auntie. She goes, call me whenever you need me. <laughs> that next morning, I went to work. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit. <clears throat> As I was on the phone with her, I was in the bathtub with my pillow and blanket just laying there crying. I fell asleep in that bathtub crying. I woke up that next morning thinking, I have to pull it together. I have to go to work for my children. I have to do it. Got out of bed, put on makeup, hoping that I would keep it on. No crying. Done all my crying. Um, got up. Got kids off to school, got kids to daycare. On my way to work. Worked at a barber shop then. <laughs> Knew I had to pull it together. No man likes to hear crying. That's what I kept telling myself. <laughs> Walk in, get all my stuff situated. First client of the day. Walks in, the only one there. Did it like a pro. No crying. Cut his hair. Happy guy. Then, do a couple more haircuts. By about noon, 
I feel this deep, deep pain. Like cramp, like the pain that you never want to feel. <laughs> and I run in the bathroom and start crying and I'm like, I told myself I would stop crying. And I look down and there was blood. And I just start bawling. I don't know if it was for the loss or the pain or the happiness. I was kind of confused at the time. And I come out, compose myself, and I go to my boss and I said, I'm sorry, but I gotta go to the emergency room. I gotta go take care of something. She goes, no, go, go. So I get there. And the guy goes, you need to sit down. I said, I can't sit down. And he goes, no, no, sit down, I'll help you. And he, I, I turn around and I show him and he goes, oh no, let's go. Rushes me back. And I'm laying there crying. And I'm thinking, it's gonna be okay. My auntie said it was gonna be okay. She knew it was gonna be okay, so I'm okay. <laughs> then I sit there waiting for the nurse to come in. And the nurse came in and I looked at her and she goes, Kristen. I'm like, <gasps> I so need it right now. She goes, how have you been? <laughs> she was a high school friend. And she goes, I told her what went on. And she goes, I'm so sorry. And I said, nope. I'm okay. I'm just okay. First, it's okay that it happened. Second, that you're here. And not a perfect stranger that doesn't understand. I am blessed to have people in my life that understand and I really hope my family, my friends understand this my deep dark secret it was okay it was totally okay my aunt knew that it would be okay and I'm thankful that she was there to help me through it and she kept that secret. And now, it's my turn to let it go. If you tell your deep, dark secrets, they're off your chest. And it's a little bit of healing, I think. She taught me a lot. Especially that one. <laughs> um down the road a little okay a long ways <laughs> um I had three kids living in a woman's shelter and my abuser kept finding me working right next to where I was I don't know how don't know how he got there and I thought to myself I need to get out of this state I need to run away It'll go away. 
So I ran to St. George. Farthest I can go to get out of Utah County. I just need to keep going and I'll be okay, I kept telling myself. My oldest was in kindergarten. My youngest was, I think she was about two, three, going on three. So my two youngest came with me. My oldest stayed with my sister so she could have a stable life and going to school. And I love my sister for doing that, helping my little girl out. Um, so I moved to St. George. I lived with my aunt, with my two little kids. And at the time I was dating a man that lived clear in Salt Lake. And he told me that I needed to get away. I needed to go finish my schooling, get my license to be a cosmetologist, and it'll be okay. Why is everyone telling me it'll be okay? They don't walk in my shoes. They don't know. So I went to St. George for um, two months from, let's say, December to February, I think it was. December winters in Provo compared to St. George are totally different. I come out of the shelter, my kids have jackets on, leggings. It was raining. Put my kids in the car and the lady goes, What are you doing? They need coats on. It's cold out here. And I said, This is not cold. This is 70 degrees. She goes, no, honey, it is cold. And I'm like, you don't know where I'm going. I'm going to Salt Lake City, Utah. In when I got there, it was snowing and about three feet on the ground, freezing. So yeah, totally different. Um, every other weekend I drove from St. George, Utah to Salt Lake City, Utah to see my boyfriend. That's how dedicated I was to make it work. Um, I gave my kids, yeah, what moms do, huh? I gave my kids energy drinks. Bukus. You guys probably don't remember those. Um, they were the lowest energy drink I could take. So I'm like, here, have a shot of this. Drink some. Gave them that. They were hyper happy all the way. Four hours, five hours drive. So when I knew I got to Magna or St. George back forth, um, we were all going to sleep. <laughs> sacrifice what we do as a mother um two months in St. George uh uh, one day I figured it all out 
called my boyfriend and said, I'm ready to come home. He said, are you sure? I said, yes. Please get me out of this. Please. He says, okay, I'm on my way. I said, no, you're not. He's like, nope, I'm not. I'm not coming. <laughs> because I don't think you're ready. And I just sat there and cried. Uh, all night. I woke up the next morning. And uh, I hear a knock on the door. And my aunt walks to the door and goes, all I hear her say is, Who the hell is coming at my house? at 8 in the morning and I open the door and he's standing there big smile on his face I knew he was the one because he was going to get me out of my own hell and make me happy my aunt kept going me through you'll be fine that was my fine at that point gave her a hug packed all my stuff and then we left she was there for me and at that time someone once told me don't follow in her footsteps you're going the wrong path and I look now where she is now who, what mother she is through all the trials that she's been through <laughs> no they were wrong I'm following in the right path <laughs> a boy that got full ride scholarship to college for football <laughs> because she pushed him she is the mother of the year for pushing him <laughs> to do what he does following his dreams her other boys I love love my little man justice <laughs> me and him we got this world I've seen him grow up from a little chubby little brown boy <laughs> To who he is today. I worked with him. He has an amazing singing voice. He is an amazing person. No matter what he does in his life. Then there's the Jamin. He can dance like no other. And his voice is amazing as well. Those kids, <clears throat> then she has Wilson, her first. He, I remember that little man, he was fed very, very well. And everyone made fun of him. And I'm like, stop making fun of him. Leave him alone. He is the cutest little man ever. 
everyone knew he was in a room because of his laugh. He always made everybody laugh. He always does, still makes everybody laugh to this day. Um, ah. she has a family like mine, his, hers, and ours, but she has the opposite. She has six boys and one girl. Um, she is a very strong woman. She can do it. I can do it. Every time my kids act up, they run away. <laughs> they pull a lot of crap on me. I call her. And she knows the routine. I call and it says my name and I can see that face on the other side of that phone. <laughs> and I say, Auntie. And I start crying. <laughs> and she says, Oh, honey, we got this. She knows what to say. She knows how to hug. Her hugs make everything go away. Everything. The feeling, the pain, just the look at her makes it all go away. I love her to death. This is dedicated to the best auntie, the best friend, mother, acquaintance. If you've met her, you are blessed. She is the angel of everybody's lives. I love you, auntie. Have a great day, guys. Bless and thank everybody that's helped you through your lives and your trials. Have a good day.